0: business is
1: it is another week in the books with the on deck tv show i am spike lou
0: man i'll let your boy animal brown animal underscore brown if you're looking for me on social media
1: Absolutely. And I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Holler at your boy, boy. Finally got you out there on that golf course, A.B. Give the people yeah. your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to get back out there. That shit was fun as hell. I've done the driving range. We've been at the driving mm-hmm. range before. And this is my first time actually doing legitimate golf, hopping on the cart, driving yeah. from hole to hole. And this shit was yeah. fun as hell.
1: Had to rent your club, some white boys toll on us.
0: Man I ain't told I had to go get some clubs. I was gonna use some other niggas' clubs and you yeah, They didn't want us to be great. I was just out there my first time, dude. Like, what the
1: <laughs> what fuck? What are you black kids doing out here? You don't
0: not enough clubs. Listen, That's I ain't funny. had to write a tire on. I was just out there.
1: I had yeah. fun though. But you didn't enjoy it. You should go back. Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. I like that, man. I'm glad you I'm glad you got to experience that, man. Golf is dope for you guys. I'm selling the shit out of it every week here, man. Y'all pick up some clubs. It ain't that hard. All right, man. Nah, this nah. is the on deck TV. Exactly. It's the on deck TV show, man. Another week in review for us for the week of May. This week, man. Rolling Stone dropped the 100 best West Coast songs. We're gonna talk about that. There's podcast beef out there in these streets. Cameron and Joe Button with a little bit of Nori mixed in there. A B. Jack, man. Jack Harlow's new album dropped, and Pop Smoke's producer has some comments about his music. But first, there was a crazy claim out there. A B. After all these years and Doggy Style being what 40 years old damn near, Suge Knight felt like he would take the responsibility and come out and say, you know what? Dr. Dre did not produce Doggy Style. First time I've heard that one. Uh, he said that dad's did everything, but Dr. Dre wanted his name on it for the notoriety. But dad's would still get the check. dad's later came out and said that was bullshit. He don't know what type of cap stuff that Suge Knight was on. My question, though, to you, would this have affected Dr. Dre's legacy for you?
0: Yeah, had he not done it? Of course. Yes. Um, If he had not done it, that would be huge because that is one of the reasons we look at Dr. Dre the way we look at Dr. Dre. He's known as the man responsible for putting on Snoop. He's known as the man responsible for his own hits. He's the man responsible for game, kind of, sort of, he's also responsible for 50 kind of, sort of Eminem, Kendrick. So if you take, but Snoop is the one that started it all. So if you take that away and it's obviously the claim to fame is that doggy style being produced entirely by him, it's considered a classic by everyone, (laughs) not by many, by everyone. And so that would have been insane. Had he not done it. I know some people may be like Daz from, of course from dog pound, But Daz was a producer, too. He produced a lot on that All Eyes on Me. So Daz got them beats, and he know what he's doing in the studio. And he may have been in the yo engineering or whatever the case may be. But Suge Knight, for some reason, hasn't had his name in the news lately. So he felt the need to just randomly say this. That's what it seems like. And that's what Daz said, too. So And I believe Daz. I don't believe Suge Knight. Who do you believe?
1: Yeah, I got to believe Daz, man. I can't. I mean, where should in jail, right? Yeah, for sure. Hey, like, niggas just selling stories now. Like, I can't believe some nigga went sit with him and actually put this out and got this off. Uh, we would have been known about this, man, if this were the case. Like, how information is out there and peddled in hip-hop. There would have been rumblings and stuff way before Suge Knight decided to sit in his jail cell and tell us about it. So, no, I don't – this is retarded from Suge Knight. I don't even know why he would come out and say it. And big shout-out to Daz for coming out and be like, nah, he's sick, he crazy. And even if I did do it and we've made that deal, it's gone this long, I'm not going to say anything now. Like, I have already made the money for it, so <laughs> – this is one of those situations where you have someone like Dre, who you never hear from, right. never talk. So Suge, I you know you can get this off. Like, who going to say something? And it's just unfortunate. A lot of hip hop history, um, it seems like they're trying to rewrite it now and act like some other things happened. I saw um, Fat Joe had got some criticism about trying to add Latinos into the mix a little bit there. But it's just, you know, it, it, unfortunately, we were there.
0: Yeah, and, and it's, it's going to happen, too. You're going to see a lot of people rewriting history. Um, I'm not sure why, but this, people don't believe Suge anyway. They haven't believed him for years when he because it always feels like he's got some type of agenda whenever he's talking about something. Um, there's always some type of ulterior motive, whether it's to get As, clicks or whether it's to get a check or whether it's to I, get attention. Do you, do
1: you right. think that's taking his value down? Like, agree. Would that be a big interview? Like, would you still want to do a Suge night interview? Or would you it, know it was like he was trying to click back? it
0: it would it would still be interesting because of the clickbait and there'll be some truth mixed in he still shook night he still got the story he still had a front row seat obviously he was the dude who started devro and and was there he wouldn't keep it a stack, though. You couldn't trust half of the stuff that he said. That's the only problem. And that's a shame. But I guess he ain't got nothing to lose. He locked up, dude. So, I mean, I don't know <laughs> what he gets out of telling the truth. What he gets out of, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Dre did the whole thing. Like, what does he get out of that? He doesn't get anything. At least he getting clicks and his name is still getting mentioned when he says shit like this. But I, I don't believe it for a second. But the Sh- I'm going to tell you, the Suge Knight interview, and you're going to hate this, that would actually be really good. Oh, my God. Not on Vlad. It's Vlad.
1: Oh, my God.
0: He'd have the best one only because Vlad takes people from beginning to end. And I've never heard Mm. Shook Knight's story told from day one. Like, I watch documentaries and stuff, but to hear it from him, he would take it back to where you're from, what was your childhood like in the neighborhood where you grew up. And most interviewers don't do that. They just talk about what you got going on right now. And they may take it back a little bit, but nobody takes it from day one. Vlad is the only person that I'm aware of that takes it from day one, similar to inside the actor's studio. Um, mm, and there's no hip hop version of that, so you, the, Vlad, is the closest. That's why so I say really, that, that would be good.
1: Really generous comparison there. Uh, that's um, have show, you ever so. heard of Full Should Not interview? Yeah, that's a shit actor studio gives this. Not really, I remember when he was on late night I television think... and shit
0: when we he made the easy comment
1: <laughs> about, I remember a, that, I remember know? that. Uh, like Arsenio uh, or something. I'm trying to think, have I heard him in a long format interview? Like, when he was talking about the football shit. Like, I've heard him talk about that somewhere. I just can't remember. I mean, there's
0: documentaries. It was I a documentary. The documentary. Maybe, documentary Maybe it
1: was a documentary. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was a documentary to talk about the early shit and how he got into the death row. But, yeah, you're right. That would be a good interview. I don't know if I really necessarily need to see it with Vlad. Um, I could take him sitting down with some other people. Maybe drink. I would look. I I wouldn't mind seeing him on Nori. actually. Get him to loosen uh, up. Man, that, they they might could drinks. go back. Right yeah, they will go yeah, back. I, I could see that, but yeah, we do need. To, I, I could go for someone who's gonna hold him accountable. Like I feel like these interviews that he's getting now, they people probably paying him for them. right? Because he probably need the money, and they are gonna give you the little thirty five hundred and whatever clickbait that they can get from it. They want to make their thirty five hundred back for sure. So,
0: yeah, that's, 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 that's we've come to a sad place when it's yeah. <laughs> when the when that's the CEO the, of Dev Rowe got to do interviews the, yeah, for cheese for yeah. so thirty five hundred dollars, right? But that's, that's about crazy. right. That's crazy. Um, next up, man, Rolling Stone is back with a new list. They've been in their list bag lately. Uh, remember, hey, they had hello. their top 50 rappers of all time not too long ago to celebrate 50 years of hip hop. This time, speaking of Suge Knight and the West Coast, they've got the 100 best West Coast songs of all time. My mm. question to you. Do you agree with the list, specifically the top three or five? And two, what was the first song you thought of when you thought best West Coast song? Because I know the first one I thought of.
1: When I saw this list and we were doing this rundown, the first question in my head as a Southern hip hop connoisseur was, where is today is a good day going to fall? And if it's not number one, how did they get that wrong? the the Yeah, that was the extent of my thoughts. So I just went to number one immediately because there's a lot of one through 70. I don't probably have no, <laughs> none of that is. No. But with that being said, it's a travesty that today was a good day. It wasn't number one. Exactly. Uh, that That's crazy to me. That's the first thing that I think of when I think of West coast music, maybe it shows my age, maybe it shows my lack of knowledge for West coast music, but as someone who grew up in the time period that I grew up in, from the South, when you're talking about West Coast and the number one song that was at number one on the box and MTV and that everybody knows the words to and it has been in countless movies and video games, it's Ice Cubes. Today was a good day. Isley Brothers sample. That's it. That's the answer. That's yep. number one Rolling Stone. We don't have to do anything else to make a salacious list. Just put that at number one and go from there. They yep. they failed. What do you say?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. Today was a good day. Came on those lists at number seven. That's
1: crazy.
0: And I don't care if this was top 100 rap songs ever. It's not as low as number seven. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck if this is East Coast, West Coast, or whatever, nigga. Songs, period. That's a disgrace. The first song that I immediately thought of was like, okay, where is this at? Was Warren G Regulators. I want to know where that was at.
1: Mm. What do you
0: think it is? Did you see it? I found it already. It took me a minute, and that, and that disgusted me. It's twenty four. Twenty four is nuts. That's nasty. Twenty four is nuts. Like nigga, what? There's a title of creator song higher than that, bro. What? <laughs> with all due respect, man, yeah, get the fuck, bro. There, yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't get it. Um, this, there's it. What, man? Listen, and this is my guy. Okay. Nipsey Hustle, last time that I checked is higher than Warren G Regulators and Nipsey <laughs> is my guy that album is a classic the whole nine all mm. of that there's no way on God's green earth last time that I checked is number 11 and goddamn Warren G Regulators is number 24 it's impossible
1: I really really want the West Coast listeners to tap me into this man
0: it's they will tell you that that's impossible.
1: That's crazy. Get, what's the top five?
0: Let's give him a the top five. That know.
1: real Compton City G should be number, top five, too.
0: That's, That's crazy.
1: crazy that real Compton City G's. I don't top five. Number five. I mean, number six is Too Sure I Blow The Whistle, by the way. That being that over, true. it was a good day is an atrocity, dude. Now, here goes my lack of knowledge to the West Coast. Number five is Souls of Mischief, 93 to Infinity. You,
0: you just need to hear the song. You know exactly what the fuck that is do I? yeah,
1: okay. I've never heard of it. You know
0: exactly what that you
1: you the first two seconds. When I hear going it, it's off. gonna be one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, got gotcha. you. Number four is Hail Mary, which is crazy.
0: And that and like, I it, love Tupac. And that album. There's a
1: lot of Tupac songs that could have been right there before here. Like California Love, it like it's asking for you to put it in the top five. Facts. To put Hail Mary right there is nuts. I wouldn't even consider that like a West Coast song. Number three is uh Kendrick Lamar featuring MCA, Mad City. M A A D whatever. That, that's that's um, crazy though. That should go hard. I ain't mad at that. That yeah I ain't mad at that. Like if you needed one from the new generation, I would that, say yeah. N W A straight out of Compton is number two. I ain't mad. I would have probably went fuck the police or, uh, the other one dope with. Easy straight movie. out
0: of Compton though, I don't know. That might be it. Bro. Which one is
1: the? uh uh Certified gangster. I think I would want that. With, uh, I did to my boys in the hood. Yeah, boys in the hood. Yeah, yeah, I would have wanted that. So, and number one, Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg, nothing but a G thing.
0: I don't hate that. That's top three. Yeah, yeah, that's up it. there. Yeah, that's top three. I that. Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice is number eight. Mm-hmm. Mac Dre feeling myself is number nine, and Ice T Six in the Morning is number ten.
1: I get the Mac Dre song because he's a he's a legend out there, but.
0: I don't, I don't know that song, but I'm not familiar with Mac Dre, so that, I don't know. That could be right there. That might be right. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not
1: going for I it. I get the Mac Dre joint. Looney's, uh,
0: I got five on it. It's number 27.
1: That's crazy. That's, that's crazy.
0: I, I feel like you have to give... Somebody, please, West Coast listeners, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like if a song is of West Coast origin and it crossed over to the entire country... It should be higher, right? You should give you. It should a be more... higher, dude. I don't. I I, I don't know the Mac like... Dre
1: song respectfully. Okay, that makes that was a West Coast thing, but I mean it is a West Coast list, so Two... I guess kind of both of them make sense. Like with the Captain Saber hold I think that might have been the uh, one of the first C forty songs I heard yeah, for sure. So I could see that being eighteen. That's decent. Two blaring omissions for me being from the south and i'm thinking more about it now i mentioned this when we were doing a little pre-show is that sally sale is going down tonight
0: that's bang and now that i'm
1: thinking about it it's probably because it got that southern beat that is that is 100% ah, well, yeah. a yeah. southern beat but yeah so that's probably why it's not on here but I, that's one of the west coast songs for me and um coolio gangsta's Paradise. Yeah, like, Fantastic voyages on here, but I not saw G- Fantastic Voyage, but Gangsta's Paradise was like yeah, frying that. that was, yeah, nigga. Come yeah. on, bro. Like, what are we doing?
0: I That's will fine. say they did put an entry here that damn near saved the list. And this now, this is a What's deep that? cut. Lil' B, I'm God, number 37. Is mm-hmm. the Lil B made the list? It, the list is fine with me. It's okay. It's okay. It, it, I'm not mad at the list no more. I was hot at it for a second. Here, I man. see Lil' B made the list. Shout out to the base guy. The the, the list is okay now it's certified be real hated
1: and love it 36 is crazy
0: still dre at 33 well let's be clear it's hard not to put six uh dre songs in the top 10 dude like that's hard to do because you can do still yeah. dre easy
1: still dre definitely should be one of the top west coast songs but that's and uh rolling in my six four
0: yeah. <sighs> oh,
1: it's a lot man. yeah man this is a tough list so i wonder on these lists are they trying to be commercial? Like the nationwide ones, are they really just trying to get it right? Um, but it was interesting, nonetheless. I'm not going to go listen to any of these songs. Yeah, I
0: ain't going to lie. Uh,
1: I want to hear what the Souls and Mischief sound like. No,
0: 48 to 100, I don't know what that shit is. I'm, gonna be yeah, real. I'm good, I'm good. I'm it's, it's, it. it's, it's too many deep cuts for me. No, nah, actually not far side past me, but I know what that is. There's a couple of Snoop songs on here. Uh, Sir mix a lot. My posse's on Broadway. Nah, some shit on oh,
1: here. On Broadway. Right. Too short, freaky tails. I check that out, 45. man. It's, it's not one bad. Of my first rap song. Now getting it. Too short and that. Uh, I'm a player. Definitely need to be on there. Um. So, hey, what that who, song? Drew down had man. Drew down in the house. Ah, oh, can't think of now. He, he had. had uh, me can you me. feel me? That's my shit. Can you feel me? Yeah, that's the shit. One hundred percent. That was my nigga Drew down too. Your boy, on don't hear the nigga be talking to shit. The pimp nigga. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, sugar Free? Pimp nigga. Sugar Free. Yeah, Sugar Free. Yeah, hard, though. That's funny. <laughs> you got to have Sugar Free, sugar free on. <laughs> got to put Sugar Free on the list, man. I ain't on that Sugar Free. check. Him out. So, All know. right, man. Moving on. I man Ray Daniels, uh popular podcast about the music business. They get into a lot of different variant takes, and they were talking about Atlanta artists. Shocker. I think he's from down here. Mm-hmm. In the conversation, as he was joining someone else on their podcast, Ray Daniel said this. Listen to this, A.B. Tell me what you think. He said that T.I., Clifford Harris, is the most important artist that came from Atlanta, but Future is the best artist that came from Atlanta. What say you to that take?
0: This was accurate as hell. Um, mm. when, when asked why T.I. was the most important and not outcast, they He said that you don't know anyone that sounds like outcast, but many of people came through after the fact doing their best T.I. impersonation. So that's where the important factor comes into play. In terms of subject matter and opening a genre of music, he's he's giving him the the, the person who coined trap music and started that genre. That's why he is saying that. So whether you agree that T.I. started that because he came up with the phrase or whether you think somebody like maybe a Gucci or Jeezy did it because they had the the tone and the sound, that's debatable. But I can understand if you believe T.I. is the grandfather of trap music, then yeah, he's the most important artist that came from Atlanta. On the other side of Future being the best artist, meaning songwriting, like versatility, all of that shit.
1: Would you consider Future more successful than
0: Outcast? Mm. is one of the highest selling groups of all time. I can't, so I know I can't say that. Mm. Because, and, but to be fair, they were around when niggas was buying CDs and shit, not streaming. So they have a diamond album. So no, I can't say that. But Future, in terms of being the best artist, when it comes to songwriting and all, and doing what he do and being versatile and sounding one way on one song and then another on another and then singing on another and. Then, Jumping on here to do the hook, nigga. I woke up in the Bugatti, lacing that, and then jumping over here. To, oh, no, that that's that's accurate. This is a very accurate statement. I don't think it's controversial. I, I actually think it's pretty spot on. And I like how he broke it down. So salute to Ray Daniels. Uh, this was this, I like it. I'm, I'm with him on this.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. You know, whenever my, I can go on here and give my guy props tipped, then I'm here for it. Um, yes, this is a very accurate statement. I do agree with it because you get to breaking down. He brought up a good point there when you talk about the clones that T.I. had, we talked about this with Jeezy a little bit before. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider, I would consider Jeezy the grandfather of the trap music. However, what I would say is before the image of T.I., all we knew Atlanta for was like.
0: Goody Mob. Kind of
1: different niggas. Like yeah, like Goody Mob, outcast. It wasn't what T.I. was. Like, Max. like be very clear about that. These niggas was like. The smart niggas, it was in the, like th- those type of niggas. Or it was like Florida beauty, booty, fast music. That's yep. what Atlanta had, too. But when T.I. came out, he made it cool to be like an Atlanta nigga. Like my slang, how I wear my, my hat, the yep. shit that I talk about. Yeah, nigga, I'm the king of the South. The king of the South come from Atlanta. All of that shit T.I. coined, put a phrase on. And he essentially, like Ray Daniels was saying, he gave Atlanta d- a the swag, the swag that you see now today in little Baby or Gucci Man Beagle. or any nigga that, yeah, any nigga that would swear, oh, T. I ain't got, yeah, T. I did that. He did that first. He was the only nigga from here that was that when you see him. Uh, I remember that Beanie Man video. Like he was, it was just different. You hadn't seen anybody from Atlanta that rapped or talked like that. It was still kind of fast, up tempo. Then when the album came out, you got to see the full depth of it when I'm serious. But yeah, this is a, a great, great, Breakdown by Ray Daniels, I agree with it one hundred percent. And then on a the future standpoint of it, I would consider him the most successful other than Outkast. Yeah, because when we talking about sales, selling out like stadiums and show, ain't nobody that made it as big as Pluto has out of this city that ain't Outkast. Like he, he can legit say to anybody, like nigga, you ain't got the receipts that I do, and that's T.I. included. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, but he, but he didn't say he didn't say most success. He just said best. He said best artist though when it comes well, to making crazy. songs and shit.
1: That's crazy though. I wouldn't agree with that. That's what he said about successful. future. Yeah, I mean, I, I changed it a little bit. I would say most successful. I don't think that. Because when you talk about best, you got to add too much other shit in there. Like he's had a successful career. I would give future that. He's probably had the most successful career out of all Atlanta artists, how, how we say, how I say it. But when you're talking about best, like now you can, now I can be nitpicky and put Andre in there album or not because you're just talking about best and creativity and impact and things of that nature so I wouldn't necessarily use that terminology of best with future I would say most successful you read, solo artists especially
0: you read my mind because mm-hmm. if if Andre had the solo catalog of future then it would be Damn. him it
1: but he doesn't have no that question. so right.
0: you, that's why I gotta I got to give it to future but you that was exactly what I was finna say if it was Andre mm-hmm. if he had the catalog then it would be
1: him <laughs> yeah Shout out to Pluto. That's a good point.
0: Absolutely, man. Next up, man, we got some possible podcast beef. I guess it ain't possible. It's going on. Cameron, his sports show has been taken off. And a, a clip of Nori and Joe Button speaking about how other people's, other rappers' um, shows are falling off quickly. And he used the sports show as an example, he used the cooking show as an example. Um, Cameron took shots at that. So to, he took he took offense to that. He took offense to it, mm. and, and and called out Joe Button, called him Whole button, called him a crackhead. Joe Button respond. My question simply: Are you here for the uh, podcast wars?
1: This is interesting that these guys from that generation, that beef was so prevalent in the music that it's bleeding over to here. This started with Cameron taking offense to, like you said, with Nori talking about the cooking in the sports show. And then Nori took offense because Cameron said something on social media. Oh, you got my number slime. You know me personally. You can call me. That's always a funny thing to say to a nigga that's responding online as well. Just like he has your number and said this. And, yeah, you might want to keep that same energy and do it where he did it. But I don't really think the camera got a call from Nori. Uh, and I, I it seemed like Cameron was joking too. Like it didn't really seem like he was coming off serious towards Nori. No, he it did seem like he wanted all the smoke with Joe Button though. Facts. Uh, for some reason those two go back, and then Joe kind of tried to big boy him because Joe is up right now. Uh, look, apparently looking way up more than Cameron. Am I here for this year? This makes good content when they guys drop. Um, I don't think it'll move past anything else. It, it was rumors that those two fought over the weekend in New York. So when they went up and squatted up, but nah, my biggest thing wasn't from Lloyd was saying, well, you got my number slime and you know, you can hit me up and he went to social media with it. That's always what I'm confused by with these beefs. Um, You could have called him to hit him up. Like, hey, what you got going on, man? Like, I feel like if it's that genuine, a relationship that you can call a squash it versus you responding on social media too. But am I here for it for the entertainment factor? Yes, these niggas is old. Ain't nothing finna to come from this. The worst that we'll see is some fisticuffs. These niggas ain't banging no more. They realize how important they are in their positions. We're going to get some funny jokes. Some niggas might get disrespected and called names. And like I said, at the very worst, a nigga get the shit smacked out of them or there may be a fight. But yeah, this is entertaining for fans, man. I like it.
0: Yeah, uh, apparently the clip... I don't think this clip is new, though.
1: I think that it's show... is it, it's, it's pretty old. It, it's it, it, relatively it came old. out, actually, before Cameron shit caught steam, which is why I was interested that he took any offense to it. Agreed. Niggas but, be in their feelings. Well, niggas be sensitive, man. No, nah, I, I,
0: think, I think when he singled out... Because what other hip-hop person has a sports show? I don't know. So when you say that, it's mm. kind of like, huh? And then he said cooking show, and the only nigga with a cooking show is Trick Daddy. Okay. So uh that's so that's why it's like, damn, what you why am why am I catching a straight? Them niggas was he 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 ha ha on it up on the couch on Joe Buddh couch.
1: <laughs> no, they and, up though, no. and they up too. Them niggas is yeah, up in the podcast world, yeah. So they, <laughs> they can laugh have... at niggas is like trying to figure out the foot. Cause here's how I look at it: them niggas Kiki Ka right there, they was never. And somebody may challenge me on this with Nori, but I, I never considered them niggas like A-list artists. But now, in the space that they in, they A-list. True. And all the niggas that was, like a camera was a bigger artist than both of them niggas. Facts. And now it's like, ah, nigga, now look at you. You trying to come over here and do what we do. Because you heard I got the $20, $30 million bag, and I didn't see you redo it like before. You done did three sports shows. You got Mace on here now. So I get them laughing at that. It's petty. It is. But, you know, I don't know.
0: I, I, if they would have left it at just rappers starting podcasts and then ending them, that could be one of 30 people. could have been one thing. Yeah. When you add the specifics of the type of show, that's what blew it. But uh, Cam was, he was joking with Nora. He even said it in the caption. Um, yeah. He said, you my brother. We go way back, nigga. You know, I ain't, bro. You know, I'm fucking with you. But this nigga, but this nigga over here, like though. Joe a crackhead. Yeah, he went in on him. <laughs> Do I think, am I here for this? No. Of course, it's corny, bro. Uh, you need- this, shit this corny is corny as hell, dude. And I think, I, like, I understand um, when people beef in hip hop, they like to use the whole, like, hip hop as a competitive sport excuse mm-hmm. to let all that shit fly, which is fine. Okay, whatever. I, I get that. It is a competitive sport. But when you transfer this same energy into other arenas of media that traditionally don't have beef, man, now you look corny. Like, now it look like niggas don't know how to act. You look stupid. I'm gonna be like, like they look dumb, bro. Mm, and then I'm, I don't know, bro. Like, where, where else? When? Where is their podcast beef? When is that term ever been used before these niggas got on? Here, bro? <laughs> that shit don't, nigga. Joe I ain't beefing say, with no motherfucking. But, with that's Howard's what I was about term. to
1: say. I wouldn't necessarily say podcast beef, but in the media, you do get like the CNN versus Fox News. Like, you have personalities that you know that they have a problem with other personalities mainly it's because of their viewpoints it's right. not usually because oh you personal, uh-huh. yeah. yeah it's like you be on here spitting that bullshit my nigga and I don't, i'm gonna hold you accountable for it so yeah you have a point in that when the sense of like what the what are y'all beefing for but i think it's it, there's a little spot for it man there's a little space i'm assuming that this is working for joe because he's done it over the last couple of weeks. So the numbers gotta be up. He keeps showing for that sure. number one spot. So he did it with his partners. And now he's doing it like, I'm assuming that it works for him. They no, probably it, it, keep, keep behind the scenes and having drinks and, and chilling.
0: It's definitely gonna, gonna cause attention. I I thought it was lame when when Hot 97 and Power 105 when Charlemagne and oh, Funk yeah, Flex, and them,
1: the, and Flex was going in. That's it. lame,
0: bro. That shit ain't entertaining to me. That, these niggas look crazy. These niggas really? grown as hell. They all get money. Y'all look silly. Like I don't know. You
1: don't. You don't. You don't take the competitive aspect into that either. Like niggas just wanting to be the best.
0: Yeah, no. They what they're doing is unrelated.
1: But it's still like you're how they're looking at it is we're in the same field. I want to be number one. I want to be better than you. I want the numbers to say that. I want the stats to say that. I want to have a higher regard than you. When this because at the end of the day we are competing we compete No, they're not when i go in there when i go in there and i sit in these offices i can tell you hey i'm, I'm the number one podcast if i'm Joe Bud, if the, whatever that means to you a him or the people that he's in the business with or in that office with i'm assuming that that holds some weight which is the reason they're doing this i couldn't see i could look at it like you i couldn't see them niggas sitting around stewing about it no or even giving a fuck like running into like nigga we 40 years old bro like we didn't been through this a lot of times and seen niggas die from it like no i ain't I'm, I'm not here to beef with you or even have any fisticuffs or nothing but i could understand niggas want to be like nah, i'm better than you I'm, I'm i'm better than you in this if you do sports if you do whatever because i think the charlemagne joe and nori all have like a healthy competition now i never like it take a nigga like cameron to get in here and to make it beef but I do think that those three exist in a world where, like, hey, yeah, we all are competing to be the number one voice in hip-hop, whether it be Breakfast Club, Drink Champs, or the JBP.
0: Yeah, no, that that's cool when you uh, grew up in, like, the culture and you in hip-hop and you've been rapping since you were six and you, like, you do it for the art and all this shit. That's one thing. <laughs> These niggas is doing this shit for the hustle, bro. They don't care about being number one. They care about the check. Cameron is doing this shit for a check. Joe Bun is doing this shit for the check. Them niggas was rapping because they loved it. Trust me, these niggas wasn't. These niggas aren't media personalities because they loved media personality. No, bro, it's because it, It's a nice pivot. It's easy to do. I mean, well, relatively speaking, it's easy to do. It's easy to make that transition for them because they already have big personalities and platforms. Bro, they these niggas didn't grow up want to be fucking Howard Stern, bro. It's a hustle. So no, I can't. I can't say the whole like. No, oh, I think I'm the world likes you once
1: you get in it, though. Like, didn't didn't you start to appreciate this one once you started doing it? Like you, I already before, had an like, appreciation years for years it, but ten years ago you don't have the same appreciation for you got now. Now, I'm sure you come into it each week. You like, I want to be on my shit, though, right?
0: I grew up watching Siskel and Ebert, dude.
1: I ain't what I asked you, I'm twelve. I'm, talking, I'm talking I always about respected Brown's this shit, dude. I listen personal, to how you like you. You thrive. You want to be good at this shit, though, right? I mean, of course, yeah. You want to be good
0: at anything that you put your your yeah. name on, for sure.
1: That's all. They might be a little bit just. I, I, I just feel I see I'm not beefing to with to another
0: it. podcast, dude. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You either. couldn't pay me to do I, it.
1: I have a temper, but yeah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you not want to go down that road, but yeah. All right, what we got next, man? Um, is that you or me? It's me, man. Jack Harlow, your mans.
0: Dropped the mm. album out of the blue, Beyonce, Drake style. It's called Jackman. Uh, simple question. Are you feeling it or no?
1: Uh, I wanted to hate so bad on this, but I couldn't. I can could hate on the album cover. The album cover is nuts. Facts. It's like, it's remind me of some old mixtape shit. Like when we were coming up in our era, which I guess is what he was going for. I kind of get that with the feel and the sound of the album. One of the most interesting things to me about it, there's one song over three minutes. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. um, Especially from the era that we grew up in. On the reverse side of that, though, it's really to the point. It kind of proves like, I can come out of the blue. I can give you an album that's under 30 minutes. You're going to be impressed that I can rap the beats that I picked. is going to be soulful and it's going to be insightful. Um, I was really impressed by Jack Harlow on this album. Uh, When I was listening to it, it was like, okay, this helps me like him more because it gives me some of his perspectives on the things that I want to hear him have perspective on. Like Mm -hmm. the shit that he talked about on his album. Okay. I want to hear Jack Harlow talk about it. Um, the biggest thing for me when we're talking about relatability is what you, the lazy take is what you would always have, it's, it's still just the white dude though, and I hate to say it that way, he has a song addressing it which is fire, yep. really love that song, but it, it, there's still the relatability factor to where you see it well, excuse me, I listen to it, I hear it, and I appreciate the perspective, but still there's not a relatability to it when I'm listening to someone closer to me, like a Jeezy or Nipsey or whatever it may be. But yeah. that don't take away my appreciation for it. I really like this album. This was pretty dope. It reminded me kind of Vince Staples last year.
0: Mm. Yeah, um, no, it it actually is it actually is really good. I'm not even gonna front. Um yeah. and I, I think he needs
1: so bad. I,
0: I think the the quiet rollout helped him. Um the hype that was behind the last one with the big single. You got the big features on the track list, you got DJ Drama doing press runs, it's coming soon. You got Jack Harlow face everywhere. He had NBA All-Star Weekend. He just got announced that he doing White Men Can't Jump. Like, it was just Jack Harlow overload. And I feel like the album didn't match that at all. Like, it was, uh, it was way more commercial. I get it. They're trying to get them streams up. They're trying to rec- recoup. I understand. This drop right here had no expectation, no glitz, no glamour, no features. It was all him. It was about the length of a Madden game nigga on five minute quarters yes. yeah. nigga. And like, but it was, it was really good, bro. Like the production was straight and he's improved lyrically. Um, I will say Drake washing him on that last album must, has done some good because
1: I he, no features, nigga. Don't, he stepped, number one, on his
0: <laughs> number one, he like, I ain't, nigga, I ain't calling no features for this shit. And two, I'm going to step my pen game up. And I think he did. There's a couple of cringe worthy bars here and there, but generally speaking, like he doing it, he actually like spitting on here and everything. So like it's really, it's a really strong project. Like I was surprised too. Like, but I like this quiet. I'm gonna let the quality of the music be the marketing for me type shit rather than this big DJ Khaled style rollout. Like, God, they can miss me with that.
1: Yeah, I think the quiet rollout definitely helped him, and you hit on a good point too. As I was listening to this, when I was thinking about the introspective introspectiveness of it, it's like yeah. I want to hear a rapper like Jack Harlow talk about the stuff that he's talking about when he's talking about the blog kids and how music is digested in the suburb. Like, yes, this is the lane that I want to hear. It's almost like Lil Dickie, but he doesn't do this as much. His is more like self-centered, like Dave stuff. This was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm a white dude. I can rap. I'm cold. I got a buzz behind me. I'm popular. Here's my perspective of what's going on. And I really enjoyed it. So, yeah.
0: The Gang Gang song, where he talk about like the, the, gang gang the homies fire. used to have, but like they Aye done some your, wild shit.
1: That's some. That's like that's some reminiscent of a stand for our generation. Hey, that shit just, was hard. Not though. don't know. Yeah, not don't know like stalker shit, but just like right. damn, that's crazy. He and he. The does, Gang Gang I liked. I will. Ambitious is cold too. I um, like Ambitious. I like that. Is that I?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: That's a three. That's a strong three run right there. I like Denver. I like Denver as well.
0: It's a this a, I, you really can let this ride though. Like it's, like yeah. you said, it's fast. It's and
1: it ain't to the quick. Point. Yeah. I mean, excuse me, it ain't uh it ain't too long. Yeah, you just and put that mug in, boom, he gets to it. What I'm trying to tell you, and I'm out of here.
0: Now, two things real quick before we move on. Uh, one, he is doing an a version of Drake. Uh, it's not blatant, but it's there's like undertones of him wanting to be Drake. Like, let's be he's clearly a fan. Two yes. Actually, I lied, three things. That's one. Two, this is a type of project niggas want from Drake though. Niggas want a 10-piece like this though. With the with them beats boy, and that subject boy, matter. Drake
1: did this. Yeah. That niggas, would be that would be his classic. That would be world renowned. Ah, uh, do you remember when he came out with the 10 songs? Yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. I give you that. Three, you mentioned how short the
0: album is. I was listening to All Eyes on Me. <laughs> Over the weekend, ironically. Shout out to this West Coast list. Dude, it's 26 songs. Do you know two songs are under four minutes, bro? (laughs) It's it's two hours and 20 minutes long, bro. That's the whole length of the album.
1: That's nuts. Crazy. It was throwback. I listened to the Blueprint this weekend. Mm. Um, Go ahead, my baby. Did it hold up? It did. Like, you forget sometimes. Like, man, I forgot. Like, We, I've gotten used to the old hoes now, the 444 hoes. Like, when you go back, I ain't listen to Blueprint in a minute. I used to listen to it all the time. You go back and listen to it, you're like, oh, okay. This when the nigga was spitting, spitting, like sounding like the young rapper sound today, but just for our generation. To this Jack Harlow, I think you did, the last thing going it, he did a really good job of like getting to the point and getting out of there. I think the Drake influence, and what we forget because we kind of seen it happen. We didn't come up with that generation. It's going to be more people that do this and sound like this. Jack Harlow just does it really well. Yeah, Most niggas that try to do this, we be like, I ain't trying to sound like Drake and we dismiss it and they never get popular. Sure. Jack Harlow to his credit actually does it really well. And like you said, it does make you think like, man, if if Drake gave us one of these, like at the end of like July 4th weekend. uh Yeah. I got this little 10 piece coming out. Like, Oh, my God. He'll break the internet, nigga. That'll complete it right there. That's the run. I'm out of here. Bow out. Curtains down. It's over, nigga. I won. I'm the best ever, nigga. (laughs) Off a 35-minute me just spitting bars for whatever it may be. That would be his, like, out of here.
0: Facts. (laughs) It's on you. All
1: right. Next, man. Pop Smoke, Pop Smoke said his producer came out recently and said there is no more music left in the vault. He also doubles down and says Pop Smoke wouldn't have wanted fans to hear 99% of the music put out after his death. My question to you is really simple here, AB. Should labels be permitted to release music after an artist's death?
0: Hey, this is tricky because on one hand, you have fans Mm -hmm. who want to hear what the artist had planned for us to hear. Mm. We just mentioned Pac. Pac died and dropped three double disc albums, nigga, in consecutive years.
1: Mm.
0: Nigga, like, damn, like, what? <laughs> nigga, how yeah. is... nice. But but if, if you go back and listen to them, they were actually pretty solid. So I, I think whether, I, I think it depends on the quality of what's left. Like, do niggas got half songs done and then you try to? Because then when they got, when, when Pac started putting out four and fifth albums after he died, they started throwing him on songs with a little scrappy. And it was like, ah, uh, okay.
1: That's t- I remember the Machiavelli series. It was about 11 Machiavellis. Yeah, the mixtapes. Yeah, it was
0: hella yeah, Machiavelli. Because that's how many songs he had in the in the vault. But when you start throwing on niggas that he probably wouldn't have collabed with, it's kind of like, that mm, kind of comes off as a money grab. And it's disingenuous, and you're not doing it so fans can hear, you know, their favorite artist that's no longer here. Now you're doing it to try to make some money off of why he's gone. Right. Um, so that that's where it gets tricky. I find it very interesting. He said ninety nine percent of the music that we heard, he wouldn't have wanted this shit out. Um, and so that that's a very interesting take. But the person who's over that, whoever owns the estate, the masters, the publishing, that's the person who makes the final decision. In Pox's case, it was his mom for most of it. I don't know who his over this would. Pop Smoke stuff. So if this, if his mom is over this and she said, "Yo, I want the green light to have it out," we got you got to respect that. Um, with all due respect to to Pop Smoke's producer, I wish I could remember his name, but um, you, it, it depends on who own it, man. And I'm, a, I was a fan of Pop Smoke, so I wanted to hear what he had. But I ain't gonna lie, some of that shit was mid. I'm not gonna hold you some of the shit was clearly halfway done some of the shit was not meant to be heard that part sucks but i think the fans are smart enough to understand that piece of the posthumous albums that comes with it dude some of it's gonna be unmixed some of it's gonna be halfway done you kind of i i think the fans are smart enough to understand that so he need to give fans some credit
1: yeah i you definitely got to give the fans the credit and now man this this is this not when we were growing up bro like it's it's like a lot has changed as far as technology, like this dude can't sit here and tell me under the right care that these songs can't be made to sound better. Now, when you are talking about style, like you said, if it's not people that he would have worked with, or yeah. if it's just too far away from what he was. And I get that. Yeah. But if we're talking about just unfinished, just some technical stuff, Figure it out. Nigga, it's your job. Engineers, producer, y'all niggas, figure it out. Make it sound good because I do feel like while they wouldn't want their legacy tarnished and just spread out, worked with everybody for money, they would want that art to get out there and to be heard, especially by people that fuck with them. Like, like you saying, unmixed, unmasked or whatever, not finished. It's still for those people that are fans, fans of you, like they, they fuck with that. Like, yeah. I remember listening or being excited, like you said, because we were such big fans of Pac when the posthumous stuff would come out. It yeah. was a big deal until niggas started jackballing it and putting it with anything. And then you had Tupac and Eminem on the songs. Like, some of them was a hype, though. But did you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. With Pop Smoke, I'm not sure if he was that advanced in his craft for this guy to be telling the truth saying 99%. Uh, maybe he's talking about the, some of the artists or people that he worked with or something of that nature. But I do feel like in this day and time, with the technology that we have from the different labels and AI and all of this shit, it can actually probably be some IA shit that's made from the stuff that he got in the vault.
0: Yeah, you gotta relax. I have
1: heard, heard enough fake Drake songs and AI Rihanna songs to know, like, let them work with it and put some money on They probably can make some banging shit with what Pop yeah. Smoke got.
0: Yeah, they got a. Um, he got. He got. He got to relax. Now, did, did you see Tyler the Creator? He got a clause on in mm-hmm. his contract that says if he passes, the label can't put out anything of any of his music.
1: That's interesting.
0: That's the that that first really time I've ever heard that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I wonder would they honor that if he was a different type of rapper. What do you like, mean? If he would not like, if he wasn't like. I really don't got to worry about nothing happening to Tyler. Creative, if I'm being one hundred. Oh, I see what you mean, rapper. Yeah, but but if that was Nipsey or YG, like a gangster or rapper. Kodak Black, yeah, if that was Kodak Black, would they let him put that in his contract? That's what they'd be one. like. Hell no, nigga. Yeah. So that that that's an interesting conversation right there.
0: It is, man. Before we get to these wins and losses, your man Boosie was on uh Vlad. He's on Vlad again. We, uh, we he got a permanent seat on what there. Much... <laughs> yeah, they got, they got they ownership
1: need... in Vlad showed on
0: it. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, he sold he walked... a percentage, didn't he? He walked back his comments about TI said that they actually spoke on the phone, squashed it, um, mentioned how close their kids were. Um, and that you know, it was just kind of silly. Um, of course, that stemmed from the T.I. I had paperwork, and he snitched on his dead cousin to get out of a of a of a bid or whatever the fuck it was. My question: Are you surprised that this isn't getting as big of a pub as it was when they were when he made the initial comments about them beefing?
1: Mm-mm. I'm not surprised at all because that's that's part of my problem with Vlad, and this ain't really his fault. Because, like, he he did bring him on there, let him finish up and talk about it. But it's just the positive stuff is never going to catch on, like, the negative stuff. It's never going to be, like, all oh, Boosie and T.I. made up versus Boosie and T.I. beefing. People going to click on that. Right. Niggas don't even know why they was beefing or, 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 as far as the made up part of it. But, I mean, I respect it. I respect Boosie coming on there, admitting his wrong, saying, that, hey, I apologize. Because he could have just left it at that. Now, I don't want to talk about it anymore. We've seen – rappers and um people do that i appreciate them being able to squash it based off their sons or whatever it was for uh thank god it saved us from that boosie ti album though we don't have That's to so deal weird. with that so that was yeah that was a blessing in disguise from this whole generation but i am glad that they cool i'm glad that they were able to keep you know whatever coolness they had up i saw Jada kiss and um freeway over the weekend on Instagram, talking about they squashed their beef that they had from back in the day with G-Unit and, or excuse me, with D-Block and...
0: Um, oh, yeah, they Property, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's good that all the black men are able to talk, sit down and be like, man, we tripping, or either, if I wasn't tripping, I feel this way, you feel this way, all right, cool, let's come to a conclusion, let's end this, and we can walk out of here with both our heads up high. I appreciate right. this.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, nah, it's a good look. Um, I wish it did get, did get more pub, but that's what you have shows like our shit for. We highlight exactly. shit like this because, yes. so you can balance out the bullshit because we also talked about the beef part. So if you're mm-hmm. going to talk about one, you need to talk about the other. Um, We've been doing that for day one for that reason, for anybody yes, wondering bro. why we're talking about it now, because you have to yes, balance yes, it bro. out. Um, You can't be all hype on the Salacious shit. That's the Chatty Patty shit and not mention when they squash it. Um, and I'm glad they did though. And that and Boosie was on there respectful. Like he wasn't on there like super animated and all that shit. He was like, "No, nah, we." He, he kept with the stack, man. I'm glad they did that. He's like, "Our kids are cool, bro. Like, what, what the fuck? How we look, bro? Like, <laughs> our daddies are beefing. Like, what, nigga? Y'all, you niggas just want to I mean, play the game, dude. Like, y'all nigga, can't play the game. No, I can't play too. Nah, you can't over go that, nigga, to house, the
1: no? raw house. No, no, nigga, nigga, I don't fuck with his daddy. <laughs> That's, That's just stuff. Stuff. Your old ass down. Man, <laughs> I forty. That's hilarious." All right, man, wins and losses, A.B., you know how we do this. Give it a W or a L L for the different topics that we got throughout the week. First one, you know we talked about this Rick Ross car show, man, and it would only be a matter of time before there was some backlash because this is at his actual house. His house is in a neighborhood, and the traffic is atrocious. You went out there last year. No. A.B., the neighbors have started a petition and they they want this shit shut down. Is this a win or a loss for Rick Ross?
0: Man, this is is an L for the neighbors. I'm going to tell you why. It's a big L. Although I respect my quiet neighborhood, (laughs) trust me, so I understand. This Mm -hmm. nigga attracted more than 6,000 people last year (laughs) to the Mm -hmm. car show. I'm with you. I don't want any parts of that shit. I don't like when one motherfucker's playing music anywhere in my vicinity. Like, what the fuck are you doing? However... They are missing a golden opportunity to charge for parking. Because, goddamn yeah. it, if I'm in the neighborhood, nigga, you can have this lawn spot right here for a yard, and I'm standing in that bitch all day long, a hundred and a pop, nigga. I'm, I'm leaving out here with racks, nigga. Let's Ross see. is charging niggas 25000 for that had a car in his yard. I'm charging niggas a hundo, but I'm going to walk away with 25 bands. So that's an L. Y'all looking at this the wrong way.
1: This is an L. Uh, yeah. At my big age, I'm paying mortgage in a neighborhood like Rick Ross's neighborhood. I'm not sitting in traffic for three hours to get out to go to Publix. Nope, <laughs> nope, no, not gonna do it, not gonna be able to do it. However, you brought up a good point though. One of the things that these his neighbors probably don't know is how dumb niggas is. <laughs> you said a hundred dollars, nigga. I'm charging five hundred to park, bro. VIP a thousand. And I'm gonna give you a little juice and everything. Like nigga, I'll be raping niggas out there, bro. And I hired a nigga to do it. I went on vacation. The parking is paying for the vacation. Like, what are we talking about? Bro, I'm not going to City Hall and signing petitions. We finna make this shit work. I done went over there to the Holiday Ross and told him, look, man, you direct them over here. I'm charging niggas 500 to park. Nigga, mm-hmm. they get a little pass, all that shit, nigga. Get out of here. Yeah, so give a little bottle I, I, of water I, and everything. <laughs> give a little bottle of water, go to a little snack bag and everything. Regular gift bag. For that little 500 Yeah, you come back tomorrow, it's going to be 500 again. It ain't no weekend thing. So all three days, 1500 a walk. Yeah, like, we we eating. Like, that's a business opportunity for the neighbors. But again, man, I get it. Them probably old, rich, white folks, man. They ain't trying to do all of that shit. Um, or black people. It's black people out there, too. So I don't like, but They ain't it tapped into that crowd. They don't know how, and again, they don't know how dumb, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying, like,
0: they're gullible. How bro. much niggas are paying money? Attention.
1: Yes. How yep. much money the niggas is going to be willing to spend yep. at that event? That's all that, that, that's what that is for. So if yep. a nigga be like three, four hundred dollars a parking, like that was in the budget. Here you go. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, yeah, it's big, big L. All right. Next, what we have on the win or loss list, your man Nick Cannon said, this has been a popular show for TI. He said he turned down. That role in ATL <laughs> for a bigger bag, AB was that a win or a loss?
0: Man, can you picture Nick Cannon what kind of hating shit? Is this in Ti's role? And <laughs> in... Nick Cannon from San Diego, dude.
1: I could picture this movie being garbage with Nick Cannon in it. Going from a classic like the the scale of classic to garbage, that would have went to with Nick Cannon as a amazing. With I would have one... never told nobody this if I was Nick Cannon.
0: With one switch of a role, nigga, this shit went from nigga a hood classic to soul Plane, dude. That Man, quick.
1: B T plus movie.
0: Bruh. You uh, know what's funny though? You know, we we talked about this before. T I was up for the role in drumline, a uh, Nick Cannon's role in drumline, but yeah, T I didn't want to learn it. the drums. So I can see that. These niggas keep alternating roles and they both landed right where they needed to be,
1: dude. Maybe this this is just a little movie beef. We got podcast beats a little movie beef. Like, nigga, I suppose it been you and like nigga, shut up. Both of y'all uh, niggas was cool. The role y'all got was good. We good as a society with who y'all what y'all chose. I right, last thing, man. The biggest what we did not need in this culture for a winner or a loss. Your man Drake and Diddy are set to executive produce for khadijah that is a b wait for it drum roll please the french montana life story is this a win or a loss yo dude as funny as this is that's
0: insane look look at the cover of the post the cover of the post is insane uh this it chronicles like the unlikely rise of Moroccan-born multi-platinum recording artist French Montana as his single mother sacrifices everything to raise her three young sons in the Bronx after being abandoned by their father and left destitute. The four Khadija, I'm assuming, is his mom, that's saving it. Because if that's part of the story, then I can respect it. Um, I'm not mad at that. It, it looks like they came from very humble beginnings and... It, it's should be we think shit is difficult here. Yeah. Nigga, when you over in fucking war torn nigga Honduras. missiles hit yeah. nigga missiles hitting your backyard and shit, is different. So I'm I'm not gonna downplay that part. Am I interested in this? Absolutely not. Um, again, the poster for this is insane. I am going to pass, but I respect it. I'm going to give it a respectable W because it is about mom Dukes and, and her having to push through and make sure that this nigga is, is, you know what I'm saying? is who he is. So it's a rags to riches story. And I can't be mad at it.
1: I am going to get these jokes off first. I do respect it, but I'm getting these jokes. Off. This, nigga, this nigga think his mama Donda dude. like, come on, bro. <laughs> I am all I, I didn't even know that French Montana had that big of a life. I didn't know that niggas would be tapped in. I realized the Coke Boys DVDs used to do their thing, but I never knew that niggas was like, man, I wonder, I wonder how French Montana got the way he at. Like, bro, I've never, not once has that crossed my mind. At all. Now nah, that no. Nah, um, yes it
0: had you got to think about it. Yes it had niggas got to wonder like where did this nigga come from and how is he on like he owned though. I, I,
1: bro, I just thought he was a nigga from the Bronx. Like however like I know it's a variety of cultures and whatever it may be so I just thought like nigga if, if Fat Joe from there, if Big Pun was there, did did he one of them or whatever the fuck that they is and it's a mix of them. But yeah. Um, I ain't, I, I ain't mad at it I'm being funny More so than anything uh, I know for Montana. my time I respect his hustle I respect what he has done In the music biz So I, I Again The single mother thing I can definitely relate to So I'm only being funny I, I'd love to see it But it's definitely like, I'm never gonna watch this
0: Yeah I, nah, didn't, I respect I'm, it man. I will
1: never hit play on this Somebody
0: gotta tell me It's that shit though They gotta be like Yeah, they gotta be oh, like, yeah nigga
1: gotta be like Yeah gotta tell me This is crap Literally like, nigga, this, Nah <laughs> you got to see this nigga it's one like nigga got to tell me that. Oh uh, man,
0: on what deck you got of, to put us
1: on? Oh on, the, on deck of the week.
0: On deck of the week, man. We going to YouTube. Shout out to homie Hog Lord, man. Been rocking with us for a stretch. and yeah. said, "Ab, you had me dying when you said designer was in his Pee Wee Herman bag." That's how we. That's how you know we old. You old like us, bro? Because we know who Pee Wee Herman is and what, <laughs> and, we know, and what, we know what he
1: did. We know what and you we did know what last he did. Summer, nigga. Nigga. Yeah, that's funny as hell. Shout out to Hog Lord, man. That's my so guy. you
0: washed up like us, big dog. But we appreciate Thanks. the comment, man. For for show. Now, what you Absolutely. got to put me on, man?
1: Uh, I found a new show, man. Uh, Succession is cooking right now. Just want to put that out there. But your man from Lost, the black dude. I was telling you a little bit about this this weekend. There's a show on Prime, Amazon Prime called From. Yep. It reminds me a little bit of Lost. It got the sci fi shit to it. I knocked out the first season. Over the last week, uh, it's three episodes into the next season, season two. It's solid. It's a solid watch. Good that it's binge-worthy because it's one of those keep you guessing and you don't mm-hmm. really get the answers, so you don't want to go week to week with it. But, yeah, it's, it's solid. Solid 13 episodes out there if you're looking for something on TV to watch. It's from on Amazon Prime.
0: I can respect that. Um, been hearing good things about that for sure. I'm going to go the TV route, too. Showtime, the brand-new season of Couple Therapy came on. Hey man, listen. I've seen a clip from it. Listen, this is not was, for the faint. I, if your relationship no, is not... W- w- <laughs> I do not recommend this show. If the, your relationship is not where it need to be, yeah. this is not for the faint. This is high you're level. This is, yeah, this this is critical one. thinking TV, but it is very interesting.
1: You watch and it with your wife, right? Yes, for sure. That's because yeah, it, it sparks
0: really good conversation, bro. Like
1: I seen a nigga on the uh, for the clip. Did you see this nigga on the clip? He said, <laughs> I already know you told talking go. And nigga said he was gas. The chick was saying he was gaslighting because she kept asking him, was he cheating? And shit. And he was like, No, I ain't never cheated in the country. Yeah, tough. <laughs> you're <nigga> right <laughs> Dude. he thought he was getting off to like every time I cheated, I was in another state. And man. <laughs> I thinking, like, I didn't lie. Man, that shit was crazy. I did I have an affair? The fuck? Nah, like, that be different
0: boy. though.
1: It's interesting, okay. bro. If, if you're interested I don't in watching just to see what he gotta say.
0: If, if you're interested in how people think and act the way they act, like, like I'm into some psychology shit. So, yeah. like, if you're into that, if you're not into that, then don't, it, it ain't a yeah, comedy. Like, it's funny shit, but it's not a comedy. Like, it's yeah. a real reality show. It's real couples doing their couples therapy shit, whatever the case may be. But the the therapist has a therapist, too. So she confides in her, like, her, like, OG therapist when she doesn't know what to do. And that added a new layer to it for me. That's Because I always wonder, who do therapists talk to They're when talk they to like it. don't know what to do and so that's another layer so it's it's to me it's very interesting but it may not it's not gonna be everybody cup of tea and I would watch a dolo first before you watch it with your gal like it's, it's <laughs> trying to avoid more... any rain, Man, listen <laughs> test the water out first it's grown man shit
1: Uh, dude i I, I already know what you mean (laughs) but this has been another episode of the on deck tv show man it's may today is may well may has started by the time you're listening to this and man that means 10 years for us ab 10 years in the game strong we appreciate you guys that have been rocking with us from day one those who caught on late those who just now catching on we appreciate you all
0: absolutely man hey we'll tap in next week we'll see y'all then chill